Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. UK Tech Weekly Podcast. Well, 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 it's the UK Tech Weekly Podcast, and we're back with another sweet bong hit of tech, inhaling as much classy nerd news as possible and exhaling for 40 minutes. <laughs> You've done yourself there. Cheers. Joining me in this questionable metaphor are Samrata Saka, David Price, and Christina Mercer. Lots of meaty topics this week, so it's good that you lot are world-leading experts on your chosen topics. Totally. Don't do that. Oh, there we go. <laughs> so bear with me a minute, Samrata, but... Accelerated by TV programs like Black Mirror and the ramblings of unstable egomaniacs like Elon Musk, My there boyfriend. is a gr- <laughs> Christina's boyfriend. There is a growing interest in the so-called digital afterlife. Uh, as we continue to move our lives online, what will our digital legacy be? Who can Bruce Willis leave his iTunes library to? What happens to our tweets? And can we be preserved as chatbots? Samrata, am I on the wrong track? What is going on? Um, well, so basically, this whole. Um the the industry the digital afterlife industry is a space that is growing but isn't really regulated um okay. right now and so there was a, a recent study that was published in nature um <clears throat> by two researchers i hope i get their names right <laughs> uh luciano floridi and carl omen um from uh, oxford from the oxford internet institute um so basically their their concern is that you have all this information and all this these digital assets about people that um is basically being commercialized um and the people who are obviously deceased they can't control what's happening to their information Mm. um so there's just this bit of you know um a struggle really between commercial use and like a respectful use yeah this is an interesting one because rather than data that we don't have access to that is sort of we'll talk about later about gdpr and how we can control what uh, companies have data on us this is more say all your facebook uploads what will happen to them who has control over them and there's no regulation at the moment um it's it's really limited so what they're suggesting is to treat it in the same way you would treat like archaeological remains in the same respect. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so they've turned to uh, this document called the International Council of Museums Code of Pers- sorry Professional Ethics. Um, and that's basically um, a system of just how you handle um, remains. So, And that's more so with 
uh, like ar archaeological remains that you'd find. Um, and so basically applying the same set of standards to digital remains and the same sense of dignity. <laughs> okay, does the, does the paper suggest how that would be implemented? So say somebody passed away, what would happen to their information? Is it, I mean, would it have to be controlled by the individual company? Um, or would there be a blanket rule for all your online Well, it's just projects? that like people should be aware of what's, what would happen to their information after they die. Um, and also you have, you have different companies that almost take your digital footprint and can you know potentially use that to turn you into a chatbot after you die <laughs> so you can like talk to your dead relatives yeah this um, did happen that's terrifying there was a guy i think the verge did a big piece on it maybe last year um a guy was hit by a car and died age 33 and his girlfriend took um well she got all of uh, her family his family and friends to send her all the texts and emails he'd ever sent to them and then she just fed it into this neural program and it like spat out yeah basically like a a mirror of his personality in a chatbot. I think that's so dark. I can't it get is, on board it with is. that. It is. It sounds like, like I said before, an episode of Black Mirror. But yeah. that, that it one's is an episode, a, of that Black one's actually, <laughs> yeah, it's an episode of Black Mirror. That one's actually yeah. true, though. Um, and that program has dealt with sort of how we deal with you know, digital remains. Yeah. At the moment, if somebody dies, you can make their Facebook page a memorial page, can't you? Right. Mm. But then Facebook still has that data and it can be accessed. It just acknowledges that they've died. Yeah. So is it really bold just to, just to delete, though? Does it... it is it really what sorry bold to just delete like yeah i don't know like maybe i'm just being a bit harsh but i don't know if i would care about my digital assets after i go well it's more so i think the concern is like what the companies who own that information do with your your digital assets so it could be more to like prevent them from exploiting your, yeah your okay yeah information and and so like emotionally manipulating your your relatives and yeah, friends. That's not good. Yeah. I mean, you hear awful stories, don't you, of people getting messages from uh, deceased loved ones or reminders of love, of deceased loved ones' birthdays and, mm. and all sorts of things popping up in their in their Facebook newsfeed that really sort of trigger bad memories because they thought that was in the past. Yeah. And then it says your dad wants to talk to you or something. It's like my my dad last died last year. So you know, so it's awful sort of stuff like that. Yeah. But it's really handled very badly. Uh, and I don't think, yeah, I, I think this is right. It hasn't been, it hasn't really been uh, sort of tackled properly. That we're in, we're in such a new industry, we forget this a lot of the time, that we haven't really dealt with the fact that after a few decades, yeah, so much digital. Die, it's it's depressing, yeah. But then I think, to be fair, just as, uh, as a whole, we don't deal with death well anyway. So I no, wonder no, if, no. you know... I, you know, that ex example of feeding it into a chatbot obviously is still not really dealing with death well. So No, that is a bad example of yeah. trying to get over it, I suppose. Um, grief is a funny thing. Yeah. But does this paper go on, sorry, to suggest what the what the solution is? Um, I... Don't worry if the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think the solution should be? Well, I do agree that there it needs to, <clears throat> that space needs to be regulated so that you're not um, being exploited because, I mean, you don't really have a say at that point. But then, you know, you don't want your information to sort of affect the people around you in in a negative way. Um, like one of the things, one of the concerns is like when you have AI running your chatbot, you know, what prevents it from like, um, you know, including hateful speech stuff that you wouldn't believe. Yeah. But it's sort of some something goes wrong in, in the algorithm and then suddenly you have 
like a, an online ghost of your of yourself just saying really hateful things um can you imagine how awful that would be yeah like if you had some memorial chatbot and it became really like that shit microsoft like bot. tay yeah tay, you went all tay. nazi yeah yeah she just learned the internet really quickly yeah. so sad yeah so this is slightly different from what i was hinting at the beginning uh, christina's boyfriend uh, is um, not Elon Musk, but he... <laughs> he is. <laughs> he, We're uh, keeping it on he the talks, he, Did he coin the term neural lace? Which I um, still yeah, think... I think so. He has a company called Neuralink. So yeah, neural lace is really interesting, actually. I think I spoke about neural lace once on a podcast, uh, this podcast. Shout out. Yeah. Um, and that's what you like... You, you, you inject uh, this sort of like lace-like fibre um, into your brain, and then it sort of becomes... It meshes over your brain, and then over time, it becomes part of your brain. Uh, and then the idea is you can download your thoughts and your be well being beyond your physical just body. Um, When's the movie coming out? Uh, <laughs> it's, it's quite scary, isn't it? But um, that's the idea. Um, so it's kind of like the, you give your own living brain computing mm-hmm. abilities. So you could. Well, I mean, you couldn't, but you could live forever. You couldn't. Right. This is, this is another thing that we talked about on the pod, and I can't remember the name of the company, but I think you were on it, David, with that company that yeah. claims that they will... It's a process that kills you, but then turns your brain into, like, this glass... And they had and they had no <laughs> guarantee that they would ever actually... Oh, so you can't do it once you're dead. It ha- you have to be alive. No, the and pro- the no... process has to kill you. Oh they, they can't God. wait for you to die for another reason. And they, like, inject you with this thing, and your brain, like, is frozen, and but then you might technically exist in, like, the digital world. So someone signed mem- up for that? Your memories are preserved. Some people supposedly have signed up for it. But, yeah, the process... Is, anyway, if they could guarantee to me that I was going to die in five minutes' time, then I'd sign up for it. I think it's a bit egotistical, though, isn't it? Like, oh, yeah, my thoughts must live on. Yeah, like brain in a That's jar. So you, David. <laughs> <laughs> it would be a shame for, oh, for the world, for humanity, yeah, to just... manage without mine. Because it's always been joked <laughs> about like, in popular culture, like, Austin Powers was frozen, wasn't he? To yeah. Come, in the future, and like Richard Nixon's head in future Walt Disney. Walt Disney. Where yeah. Is that right? I think yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah. What? He's dead. No, but isn't he? I know what Disney's dead. Right. <laughs> what, what was the? What was the? Uh... He had himself frozen. I thought he was frozen. So he can carry on his anti-Semitic I... thoughts. Into yeah. The future. I did not know that. Is that, is that true? Yeah. Which, which is, that what, is that what Frozen, frozen, is that what frozen's about? Uh, I've not seen Frozen. <laughs> yeah, it's all about Walt, Walt Disney's frozen anti-Semitic thoughts. Taking a turn. Let me rein it in. Let me rein it in. So, do you think, Samrata, that? This will be regulated soon, and if it is, will it be a government initiative, or is this going to have to be something that the companies themselves will just have to sort of take a moral stance on? So I might be asking a lot. I mean, when have companies ever sort of taken a moral stance? Yeah, true. Um, I think, like you know, right now, privacy is such a such a hot topic, <laughs> um, and you can already sort of see companies struggling with um, their, you know ethical obligations versus their commercial mm, ones that's true. um <clears throat> when you think of like the the afterlife i think that probably for me i feel like that's probably like a step two um i would think um i think right now probably the priority is for the people who are still alive and using the accounts yeah um, you've probably gotten to a good point there that the fact that as this technology is so young 
the and the, the the demographic of people who use it is relatively young. Uh, it, like David was suggesting, in maybe two or three decades' time, when like <laughs> we all start to die, yeah, mm. uh, companies might actually want to think a bit more about how it treats those people because it's right. going to have to attract a whole new generation of yeah. users. And yeah. if they see people, you know, turning into Nazi chatbots, <laughs> but, but but then also just like normal things like the yeah, like you might want to be able to easily take your Twitter feed down and, mm-hmm. and it exists forever. It's, it's, there's so many things. I don't know. Mm. So, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, it's a meaty topic, and I think one that's di- actually difficult to talk about because we just don't know. But that the digital true. afterlife, don't get a glass brain, mm. everyone. <laughs> uh, just just maybe don't tweet that racist thing. Yeah. And then you won't have to worry about it. Uh, I'm gonna that's ask- good advice anyway. Thank you. <laughs> don't, don't, be, don't be a Nazi. Um, I'm going to ask you... Uh, the normal question that we ask everyone. Uh, Samarata, uh, cyborgs forever or death is more clever? Oh my goodness. Mm. Oh, you're thinking about it. I know my answer immediately. Death is more clever. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> David? Uh, yeah, death, yep. death is more clever. Yeah. Are you asking, do we want to live forever as yeah. horrible cyborgs so, forever or chatbots. death is more clever? Yeah, I think death is more clever. Okay. Well, we won't know because we'll be dead. <laughs> Yeah. When, imagine not, not even not even knowing that you were a cyborg. I'd want to know. Is that the worst part of it? Yeah. There's a film about that. Is there? Sweet. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> watch that and then watch those. I have all the great ideas after they've been taken. <laughs> we'll be right back to talk more meat with net neutrality. Christina, net neutrality is a huge topic of conversation, but only really across the pond. Mm -hmm. So uh, what's the skinny of this version of web hell? (laughs) Nice. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash post. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. 
Um, <laughs> so yeah, you probably have heard of net neutrality. Um, it was well, it was first coined in two thousand and three, um, but basically it refers to a concept that all data on the internet should be treated the same by the internet service providers. Um, so they shouldn't be able to block content, charge more for certain content. They shouldn't be able to, um, you know, put the, their services before the services of others. Um, Throttle speeds. Yeah, exactly. They shouldn't be. Yeah, the idea is that that they shouldn't be able to create like a fast lane and a slow lane. So, you know, if you can afford the fast lane internet, you get it. And if you can't, then you're stuck with some rubbish, slow internet. Um, you know, for example, like how like Sky Bundles works, the yeah. with without net neutrality, it could be that, oh, you pay $5 a month for video content, $5 a month for social media, $10 for what, email, I don't mm. know. Um, so it's that sort of thing, really. Um, it's quite concerning, if I'm honest, because it gives the um, internet service providers a lot of control over what you see. Yeah. And you sort of feel like you lack freedom on the internet. Um, the net neutrality initial regulations, which were brought in by the Obama era, was that it should be a free pla uh, free platform, essentially, in terms of content. It shouldn't be restricted, um, you know, for higher paying customers. Um, but now, um, I think it was December, the... FCC, which is a federal communications commission, which essentially was led by the Republican Party, um, they want to put regulations uh, over the top, which basically um, will get rid of the net neutrality and that will mean that data isn't treated equally on the internet, that it is like a tiered system, that it is um, going to charge people differently. And it, I don't know, it just feels kind of icky to me. Um, yeah, that so, sounds, yeah. sounds very icky. Why would Republican Party want to do that? Is it because it is this classic thing that we always say, like like with the Zuckerberg trial, like they don't understand because they're old. Yeah, they think. I mean, they 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 love the idea of regulating the internet, which as a concept is hilarious. Like, what are they doing? Um, and as well, I think in terms of in money, like obviously you can charge people more. Um, the arguments for these, you know, getting rid of net neutrality is that oh, it will give the internet service providers um, more incentive to improve services for their high-paying <laughs> customers. Another one is that, for example, I don't know if this exists, but say you have like a smart like internet connected i don't know life-saving device like a pacemaker yeah but they could put that device in the fast lane and then say your email or other things in the slow lane meaning you get a quicker service on these things mm. um whereas you know i mean i obviously lean we should keep net neutrality um so the people who want to keep net neutrality and keep the freedom on the internet as it is um they argue that um you know it's sort of punishing people that don't have as much money like it is something that's so fundamentally necessary and it's quite cruel. Um, you know, it's anti-competitive because it means that, say, you're with a certain internet provider, they'll say, oh, you should watch, use this video content in content thing over the others, even yeah. though they might necessarily not be the best one. So they, they could, like, charge you slightly less to make you use their services. Well, exactly, yeah. And they, they you know, can push certain things on you that, that wouldn't, you wouldn't have before. Um it just seems kind of, you know, muddying the waters to make them look deep. I think they're trying to say, oh, it's going to provide you a better service, but it isn't. Mm. Um, so the reason why, well, this, the date set for this to actually happen is the 11th of June. But last week, um, the US Senate voted um, on whether to keep net neutrality as it is. So f sort of um, one tier. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, or good. change it and regulate it and have it, you know, tiered pricing systems and stuff like that. 
um, and the vote came in. So it was 52 votes um, to keep net neutrality and 47 opposed. Um, so that passed, thankfully, that passed. So they did vote to keep net neutrality. That doesn't add up to 100. Um, <laughs> Which shirker didn't even bother to vote? Well, exactly. But the, the interesting thing was three Republicans switched. So basically, it was pretty much all Democrats vote to keep net neutrality. And then the, pretty much the majority of Republicans <coughs> voted to, to to regulate the internet. Um, and then and a couple these, of absolute lads. So three, three, yeah, three. Yeah. Um, I don't have the names actually. I should have given them a shout out. Um, <laughs> three Republicans jumped over, and um, so it. yeah. But I mean, people were really happy and were rejo- rejoicing. But it still doesn't necessarily mean that it won't come in. So the it still needs to go and get approved by the House of Representatives and by Trump, who obviously is a Republican and will... And he's, you know, probably hates... You know, maybe if we say that it will restrict his Twitter usage, he might (laughs) oppose, but I don't know. So So it still has to go through the House of Representatives and get approved by Donald Trump. So it's still not, like, home and dry, whatever the phrase is. Because the thing about neutrality that I just can't get... Well, I can get my head around it, I understand it, but it's just nuts that not only will the internet service providers charge you for the sort of segmented things, but they... Things we use, like you say, kind of inverted commas for free could be charged for. Like they, they, the internet service provider could say, "Oh, you have to pay ten dollars a month for Facebook." Exactly. Yeah, they could they could section it. So right now you get um, you pay for your broadband oh, it, over there, and then you get to use the internet and get to use whatever you want on it. But if the they regulated it and they got rid of net neutrality. Yeah, it literally, you could be like $10 a month for social media package. And that means that, that is essentially, yeah, it makes all these free services paid for. Yeah. So a big companies, for example, Google and Facebook, are they want net neutrality. Um, but I imagine it's because, I mean, if Facebook wanted to charge, they would probably do it themselves. Yeah, um, yeah so it's kind of icky. I mean, it's when we because th- obviously that's happening over there. Um, but, I mean, it could happen over here. We do like to copy things. But I always think that it sort of feels like that's happening with fibre and um, the regular connection over here. Because mm-hmm. I moved from normal <clears throat> to fibre, and it just felt like they flicked a switch. And they essentially yeah, are, really. That is and you're paying for a premium. So yeah. we've essentially already got fast lanes and slow lanes over here. Um, yeah. If you pay a bit more, you get fibre, and it's faster. I think they can kind of get around that argument because there's this whole narrative that you get with... Um, with internet providers where they're like, oh, yeah, you don't have fibre in your area at the yeah. moment. And so then, like, you don't really have the choice. So yeah. th- then if you do uh, have fibre in your in your area, so to speak, yeah. uh, and you choose to have it, then it's kind of, kind of not like... Um, <laughs> You're better than that, Henry. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of, yeah, like, it's, it's not it's not imposed upon you because they sort of claim that you, you can have it, you don't have to have it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, now the fact that also there's some there are some mobile bundles as well, I don't know if does net neutrality affect mobile tariffs as well i'm not sure on that yeah i know that for example in uh other like countries that have a similar like i know portugal they their internet providers also do mobile bundles as well yeah because i think there are some there are some uh over here where you you, if you get if you reach a certain number of gigabytes and after that your um service is throttled to a certain speed on certain tariffs so yeah and that that's at because you pay less yeah so, yeah, it's just mm. really. I just don't think it's fair to like. Oh, you pay less, so you'll get like a, a slower speed. Especially because you're. It's. It will feel like to people that they're getting something taken away from them, like because and they are because they've had freedom and they've had the, all these platforms there and it's been a, a flat rate and it, it 
it just seems like even though they're saying oh you know if we regulate it it will get the the services will improve we can prioritize more important connections it just always boils down to money and yeah. i just think that's yeah. that's where it's you know it's more like it's from the other direction though because i think at the moment the reality is that the more you pay the faster the broadband you get i think that's and you, and you know you can shop around and go to a more expensive provider whatever you get faster speeds but it's the the like the, the services or the websites you yeah, go to like segmenting a small it. a smaller website will then get discriminated against in terms of yeah. speed and so if they're trying to compete with the yeah. bbc website or the facebook or whatever they'll have even less of a chance because yeah. they also get deprioritized traffic yeah well exactly and then so the so internet service providers they're the ones choosing what the most more premium websites are <clears throat> yeah. and like are they going to look at what your history is and say, oh, they go to this site really often, let's make that a premium? Do you know what I mean? It's just... Yeah. And, and would it be the service providers who would um, have to sort of segment what a website even is? Like, Well, yeah, exactly. I, I, it just seems... <laughs> it just seems impossible. Yeah, it seems ridiculous. <laughs> so many websites are just coming under MISC. I know. And they charge you $50 <laughs> a month for MISC. I think, like, the other risk is... Um, you, you will definitely have people who are who are from communities who can't afford more expensive well exactly yeah and that's just going to limit their use yeah it is it's limiting them and then you're sort of limiting them to i mean we all like it's basically you educate yourself online like you look things up but yeah. and if you're on the slower tariff because you can't afford it you you, you know you're gonna miss out on yeah. that as well it's, it's just like another way to like divide people based on how much money they have bloody annoying (laughs) (laughs) that was really passionate that was was really good stuff so 11th of june is the date so that's the date but i mean like i say the u.s senate has voted to keep net neutrality so it could it could be that it goes you know they say all right you guys have voted house representatives like fair i'll take your vote you'll be fine i'll pass it through um, or it could get stopped by Trump. Or so I'm a, bit, I'm a bit confused by the process then. So it, the existing status quo is net neutrality. Yeah. Yeah. And so what they were trying to push through a bill to get rid of it. Yeah. So and they if, voted to block it. So does that mean it's going to go back and they're going to start? No, there was a again? vote as to whether to like say, do we need to revise the rules that yeah. are currently in place? And they voted that no, we don't. Yeah. So well, the rules I don't currently in place. How Donald Trump can veto because a, it still then has to get approved. Yeah. He has to approve a lack of action. Yes, yeah. Because if the original basically. bill was let's change it and have net and get rid of net neutrality, then that will be a bill, and I can see that they all have to ratify, it and he has to. Well, with the net neutrality. Sorry, I don't know anything about politics. So Maybe apparently. When Obama <laughs> brought it in, the net neutrality it was a net neutrality regulation, and the regulation was that it's sort of a free plat, free like in terms of flat platform. Gotcha. Um, a flat form. Flat like. form. <laughs> 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 nice. Um, so then, yeah, would they want to get rid of that and turn it into a twat form? Yes, <laughs> exactly. Which is not good. So yeah. So what do you think will happen? Because it could be it can get so political now. Because like we said, they were a right bunch of lads for voting the other way and, and changing it. But that that could be just purely political. That yeah. They, they want Trump to notice that they've got yeah. more power in the party than he deems. And, and then they and then they get some sort of... Yeah. Some payoff to change their mind. Horse or, trading in their but state. But there's been yeah. such an outcry of like, like you know, the, the people are outraged and, all the, and loads of celebrities are getting on saying like, we need to keep net neutrality, like we need to keep the current state we have. So I just, I just think, it, think it's such a bizarre thing to do. But... Surely it's all just based on the greed of the FCC. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Um, I really hope it doesn't happen. It might do. Because of the Senate vote, I'm hoping that's uh, an indication that it won't. 
So fingers crossed, basically. Fingers crossed. Uh, Christina, yeah. net neutrality or face reality? Um, <laughs> net neutrality. Good. Good answer, David. Definitely net neutrality. Samarato? Second that. Yeah. Cool. Well, we are we are for neutrality, Woo-hoo. which is a weird thing to think about. Mm. We're passionately in favour of neutrality. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. That's scary. Uh, it doesn't affect us yet, but it might well do. Well, the US. Yes. Will so. it affect us when we contact websites in America? Like if I, if oh, I good point. Well, it. yeah, exactly. I don't know. I don't think so. My ISP so, yeah. wouldn't be a bit I don't know. I was like, yeah, good point. I was like, actually, no, I don't think it will. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Now I know. Uh, <laughs> coming up next, another round of <laughs> I think I know, but I don't know, uh, with GDPR. <laughs> if you don't work in media, then lucky you. And also, you probably haven't been bored to tears by talk of the General Data Protection Regulation, also called GDPR. Under law from Friday, uh, companies will have to be more transparent about the data they hold on us all. And David, am I right in thinking there's an opt-out button? There it should be an opt-in button, really. Ooh. But it depends. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, the big news is that finally, after a year, more than a year of getting ready for it... Um, I love the excitement in your voice, by the way. <laughs> People, you know, you might as well just on, go. <sighs> you know, commenters on my YouTube video, they complain that I, my voice puts them to sleep. So <laughs> often it's not complaints; they like your lilting tones. They, they, they enjoy drifting off to drifting my off to your dull MacBook monitor. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to try and make this a bit more exciting. Uh, on Friday, uh, GDPR comes in. Who's this means... guy? No way! <laughs> exciting. We I'm all... so awake. <laughs> now we're getting too excited. Um, uh, that's the point at which they can start getting in trouble for storing data. Uh, without consent and processing data without consent. And so we get in this flurry of yeah. desperate, uh, panicking emails from all the companies who hold data on us um, saying, please, you have to give us consent by Friday, otherwise we'll stop sending you marketing emails about couches. And um, I got an email from Heathrow Airport saying it wanted to keep in touch. <laughs> thought it was very sentient of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's... It's great, I'm going to get like... So much less and the best, spam. The best thing for the consumer, right, the, well, for everyone in the world, in the, well, in the EU, is that if you just ignore those emails, then it's fine. Yeah, and they, you go don't, they go away. They go away. I can't wait for Zing Zing to stop emailing me about their special <laughs> Tuesday boxes. <laughs> Could you not have just got in touch what, what a Zing year Zing ago? <laughs> oh, giggle it. No. Did you just make up Zing Zing? No, it exists. It's a, it's Isn't a... that that name of that panda that gave birth? <laughs> that was Ling Ling. Oh. <laughs> no, I, I made that up. <laughs> Probably is true. Yeah. It's de- right, so it's debatable whether they will all stop. Um, firstly, because the, the laws and the consequences of ignoring the laws are basically untested, so we don't know how harshly the commissioners will come down on people who do this. Um, there's a quite a strong suspicion that there'll be a lot of leeway because everybody is trying to deal with this and nobody, it seems, has completely got on top of this. So I think you can get, you can get fined like 20 million euros um, as a corporation for... Uh, breaching the regulations, or, or more if you, I think it's like 4% of your revenue if it's more than 20 Do you think they're going to do that thing where they use like a company as an example and give them like the maximum and then like... That Make thing. an example? Yeah. That would be so <laughs> Maybe hard. that's why everyone's so not scared. Our company. Yeah, that would be terrible. So at the moment, like if um, a company like, oh, I'm not going to use Zing Zing because no one knows what that is. So if Topshop has my email address. But in some ways that sounds just as made up. <laughs> do you only use rhyming companies? <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Um, I can't think of any other rhyming company. No, I was trying to think of one. That'd have been that'd been too good. Fine, but if a company has my 
uh, email address, say, and it's it's emailed me because it has my email address to be like, can we please still email you? And you say no, or you ignore the email. Um, do they have to get rid of that record, or no, can, they, can they keep? Not it? necessarily. No. Um, well, keep, so keeping data counts as processing. Processing as a legal uh, definition, which is a bit confusing. Um, so if they haven't got the right to process it, then they would have to delete it. But there are existing consents. That's the thing. Well, you don't have to. This isn't day zero. You don't have to um, get a whole new set of consents. It's just that interpretation of consent has to be more explicit now uh, and more specific as well about what it's used for. So if they have the right to send you emails right now they will probably have the right to send you emails in the future, which is why it's all a bit iffy. All these emails, if they have if they have permission to send me an email, then that's fine. If they don't, why are they sending me an email asking me if they can send me emails? It's like you get into an into legal loop. <laughs> and, uh, email. Uh, so a lot of them, I think, will just carry on yeah. afterwards. They, they're just trying to get as watertight a consent as they can and using the threat. Yeah when they think it is a threat of we won't be able to get in touch with you. Some of them are sneaky as well. Like Some of them are just, if you don't click this button, we can't email you anymore, which seems honest. But some of them, are they've said, oh, we still want to be in touch with you, and you have to click on it, and then you have to click something else, and then you have to manually enter your email address to unsubscribe from it. They're just making it as difficult difficult as possible so that they can say... You've opened the email and you haven't done what it said, so they can still they can yeah. still contact you. Well, that I mean, to me, that seems very iffy. And but like I said, we don't know how harsh they will be on that mm. particular kind of shady practice. So there's the email um, avenue, but then also when you visit some websites or a lot of websites now, you you, yeah. you might well get a Pretty pop up or something, all. a bit like how you would to accept cookies, right? To yeah. say um, something confusing. Well, you remember <laughs> I when I don't not want to receive these things. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember, you remember when that cookies law came in and every website had to have a we now store cookies? And everyone um, was all like, "What's this?" But now you just click. Oh, all right. Yeah, exactly. It's it's frightening how quickly it becomes furniture and you just ignore it and click through. Yeah, yeah. Does anybody else here use Reddit? Yeah, not extensively. Have you not noticed loads. that they've they've become really annoying to use lately? Because like every time you go on the homepage, you have to click through. Are you a member? Sign in. Yeah, why um, is that? And I'm not a member, I just lurk. Lurk. Um, <laughs> lurk or look? I, I lurk. Oh, good. <laughs> I lurk. Yeah, it's totally you. You look, seem like a lurker, but I just wanted <laughs> to clarify. That's the term for, look, for being on a website and not being... Anyway. We thought you said lurk. She was joking. Oh, I see. You did say Make- lurk. Lurk. I'm not from Hull. Lurk. Anyway, he saw the joke. I'm just. Wa- Let's move on. I've completely trampled all over. Uh, I was wondering if they started doing that as a GDPR thing because they want to make everybody sign in and, and then. They well, can think click of how many the... users they have. They must be maybe worried or something. I don't know. But I basically it's a double-edged sword because from this Friday, uh, yes, your email inboxes are likely to become a lot less full of shit. Um, but also the internet may be very unpleasant to use for mm. a little while. Um, and I was thinking of going offline for a few months, but... Uh, you can't do it. Can't really do that for my job. Who's going to tweet um, about cricket constantly? Who's going to do it? You wound me. Sick, sick burn. <laughs> wound me. Uh, but also, even if I did, when I came back, my computer still wouldn't have all the cookies, so I'd still get all the messages. <laughs> so, I don't know. Um, it, it's, a, it's a fun time to be alive in terms of um, data compliance um, because oh, nobody knows nobody knows what is going to happen. Nobody knows how strict they're going to be in their interpretation of it. And frankly, nobody's really sure what the law means. No, so, see, that's so. what I think. No, nobody really, really knows. But are there companies that are like springing up being like, we can send us all your stuff and we'll make you compliant? Is that a thing yeah. that's happening? Yeah, absolutely. But, but I, I mean, they, they, are they certain that they can make companies compliant? It no, seems they, won't be, they won't be certain. They, they probably know better than other people because they put the, the legwork in. And 
it's sort of come in, uh, it's been stepped, hasn't it? it? It came in for the largest companies first, yeah. and then medium, and then later on, you all have to get your sort of regulatory compliance in, in, in order. Um, but I don't think anybody really knows no. exactly how it's going to shake out. So what could happen is that if net neutrality is repealed, we'll have to pay £50 a month for our digital afterlife services. Mm. And if we forget to click on the email, we're going to die and then it won't matter anyway. That was beautiful. <laughs> you linked them all up. That was top yeah. work. Morbid. Mm. Well, yeah, well, I love that show. What do you think, Samrata? Are you that worried was... about GDPR? Um... <laughs> <laughs> Clearly not. <laughs> well, I, I do think it's going to be one of those things that we'll, we'll all just get used to anyway. Um, it's. I think it's more so concerned for the companies than for the average user. It's costing them a lot of money, isn't it? Yeah. But this is an EU thing, as I was saying to Lewis earlier. <laughs> is that going to mean that as soon as we um, leave the EU, that's it, all the GDPR compliance will be no longer relevant? I, I, I don't, don't want to talk about Brexit. I'm too sad. <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty sad. But like, let's try and think of it in terms of an upside to Brexit. No more okay. GDPR. You couldn't believe some news my days however they want. Heathrow Airport can email me again. <laughs> Thank yeah. God. What's the, what's the worst email anybody's received? Have you guys not been getting really stuck out? Oh, no, actually, I got one from... I always get emails from um, Stockport County Council. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> so does Matt, actually, I don't know why. Um, and um, they said, like, we don't want to say goodbye. And I said one, and I was like, yes. So I'm looking forward to not being on, on that. You're going to say goodbye to Stockport County Council? Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody, um, uh, well, Chris Finn, why don't, why don't I just say his name? Uh, a guy, I know on Twitter mainly, uh, he got one from Wagamama. And the subject line was, don't say toodles to noodles. Oh, you got to keep is, that. Are you kidding me? I would, I would opt <laughs> out. I rate, I rate that highly. Yeah. That's, that's pretty low down. There's, I mean, there's a palpable air of desperation about a lot of them. Yeah. They really but sound I, think, like... I, I often think that, I, I, this is a thing our colleague Ed brought up, I don't know why they're all so desperate, because... Those emails, as Ed said, are specifically targeted to the people that they know don't engage with their stuff anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's just going to so clean their database. We're not like valuable to them as consumers if they're sending us emails because they know that we don't ever click on their emails. So yeah. to them, like, That's true. we're not going to suddenly be like, "Yeah, I want some half-price noodles." You're just going to say, "Toodles." Yeah, you say that I do quite like noodles. Are yeah, great. Like is really good. <laughs> but if they write toodles. <laughs> What about what? Zing Zings? Yeah. They do noodles. What, what do they do? Someone knows what Zing Zings is. What is it? It's like a noodle, I don't know, like Asian food, like Pan-Asian. Take it's away, nice. Takeaway thing. Takeaway, yeah. It's nice. It's a bit like, like walk and go, if you have that down here. <laughs> do you have that? Walk we, and walk? We have walk to walk. Or is it walk to walk? Which way around walk would you Walk to walk, I would reckon, don't you think? You get it from the walk and then you walk yeah. away. Walk and walk. It should be called walk this way. Walk this way. That's a good one. Woke to walk. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> I, I don't like the standards of puns in this country. <laughs> well, well, I'm sorry, David. Are you <laughs> gonna love, then you're going to love the question I'm about to ask. Yes, you. here we go. Uh, GDPR or STFU? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to do like GDPR or GDP nah. I don't uh, know. <laughs> that's, that's the level I would have gone with. Inter- <laughs> Inter- Interchangeable. Inter- <laughs> uh, I'm going to say STFU. I think I'm getting a bit sick of it. Samrata. STFU to the to the to the laws or to the yeah emails, just, just everything to, to me I don't mind <laughs> like <laughs> to the police sure let's let's go with that uh, yeah yeah agreed yeah yeah zing zings will not be getting your custom wing wing longer. wing wing there's a restaurant by my gym it's called wing wing that rhymes okay. that does rhyme wing wing David also goes to the gym he's ripped. <laughs> 
<laughs> you sign on wing wing says brushed with glory which is not rude but sounds like it probably might be <laughs> to you yeah i don't know why to nobody else um thanks we mm. held we held it together after probably some um, intricate editing that I, <laughs> that I will do in about half an hour. Um, thank you everyone for joining. Uh, thank you listener for battling through that. Um, have a look at your emails. Um, don't buy any more noodles. Mm. Um, have a think about whether or not you want to live in the US. And um, yeah, maybe don't tweet that mm. racist thing, and you won't have to worry about the digital afterlife. I don't know if that advice was any good, uh, but that's what you come here for, the japes. <laughs> I'm riffing. Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, this is a slightly earlier pod. Hope you're liking the Tuesday pick-me-up or probably Wednesday because I'm incredibly busy. Um, and we will be back next week to talk about more tech things that might interest you. So on that cliffhanger, <laughs> I'm going to stop talking. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye. UK Tech Weekly Podcast. Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.